Are you ready to go offside? Because it's time for Offside Hockey Talk with your host, James Roberts, and myself, Doug Ireland. What's up, guys? James here, doing a solo episode. It is going to be a no-bullshit, cut-to-the-quick, get-in-there, deep-and-digging episode. So I'm sitting here, and I'm getting prepped for this episode, and I come across this quote from Mike Babcock, and it really sits there with me, and I'm really starting to think, what is actually happening within this locker room that may be the problem this season for the Toronto Maple Leafs? And the quote goes like this. Jake is a really good man. Now he's talking about Muzzin here. Has a really good confidence. Him and Zach Hyman are a lot alike that way. They got real confidence in their own ability. They're men. They're doing it the right way whether I'm watching them or not. They don't need anyone watching them. They are just going about their business and doing it right. I think Muzzin is an important leader for us that way. So you take that comment and you think about it and you extrapolate that and you add on to it any which way you want. The way that I look at it is that is a shot across the bow to the young players of this team. The Matthews, the Marners, the Nylanders, the Janssens, the Kapanens, whoever you want to direct that comment out. Even if you're an older veteran player who maybe feels on the outs because he's not getting to play every night or may not be a part of this roster come the purge that happens when Hyman does come back to this skill set at Loster here. What I'm wondering is, what kind of message are you trying to send with that? And it's easy. He's trying to say that I shouldn't have to baby these guys. People should know their job. People should know how to go to work, how to put in the effort, and how to get consistent results by consistently trying to be better. Now, I'm not saying that players like Matthews and Nylander and Marner aren't consistently trying to hone their skill and get better, but obviously there are things that are lacking with these players. There is confidence. There is issues. There is something. Why? Because there's no bullshit about it. Those guys should be dominating. And when you're starting to hear conversations out there that Leon Dreisaitl is a better player than Austin Matthews, I would lean towards saying I have to agree with that right now because Austin Matthews is not the 200-foot player that everybody wants him to be. He is not the 200-foot player that Mike Babcock lauded him to be. And the fact that he is using William Nylander as an example, benching him the other night, I feel William Nylander's game is leaps and bounds above where it was last year. Now, is it perfect? No. But he is coming along nicely. And not to mention the amount of roster turnover the squad has had and the fact that line mates keep getting changed because of the influx of injuries or players coming back and vice versa each and every time. Right now, you are about to see the defense corps of the Toronto Maple Leafs at 100 percent for their next game so there should be no bullshit on the back end you have your Riley you have your Muzzin you have your Barry your Dermot you have Hall who surprisingly made it so you want this to work well this is the chance for it to work now everybody's pointing to CC as the weak link well as everyone starts to get healthy and minutes get ramped up and players get put in the positions they're supposed to be no bullshit about it Cody Cece will be the bottom pair guy, and I don't see him playing on the penalty kill. Do I see him as a part of this squad later on in this team? I don't think so. This season, I think he will be gone. He'll be jet sent somewhere. He'll be traded away or maybe even healthy scratched. I know it is a hefty price tag to healthy scratch, but if he's a detriment to your lineup, you do not need him there. And I think the comment or whatever you want to call it from Mike Babcock on Jason Spezza has been read 
loud and clear. After assisting and scoring a goal Saturday night against the Philadelphia Flyers, he will be a healthy scratch against the LA Kings as John Tavares is supposed to draw back in. Now that could change if Tavares isn't deemed ready, but to go out and have a two-point game and then keep your team alive in the shootout and then not get to play the next game, taking those penalties, Mr. Spezza, during the game is pretty much signing your fate off. Even though you were able to help offensively, you were to detriment on the other side. So what does this all mean? This means the fact that Hyman's coming back and they have to make the roster moves. We all know that. And I have been long said, I've said it to my co-host Doug, who is unfortunately not with us because he was in battle bots all weekend. you got to check out the videos when he puts them up, by the way. Pretty sweet looking things. So what's going to happen here is the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to have to make difficult decisions. And you know what? It was a great story to have Jason Spezza sign for League Men and come home to play with the Toronto Maple Leafs. But I have long since said to Doug, this is not going to be a player that is going to be with this team for the year. I do not believe it. I'm sorry. Um, I know a lot of people enjoy having Jason Spezza there. I know Jason Spezza enjoys being a Toronto Maple Leaf. But with the roster crunch and the fact that he is not only a detriment with the speed, but also taking those penalties, it is key that the Leafs get someone in this roster and have them on the roster that does the job, unfortunately, that he cannot do night in and night out. Uh, it's a luxury the Leafs cannot afford, unfortunately, even at league minimum. So, unfortunately, you will see Spezza gone. I think you will see Marincin traded. Um, I would like to see, believe it or not, when the roster is full and Hyman is back, I would love to see Dmitro Timoshov stay on that fourth line. I don't know who you get rid of beyond that point. Probably Nick Shore, keep the goat, and put more down there. That sounds like a hardworking, great line. I think Timoshov has deserved and earned the spot he has got on this roster, and I'd like to see him stay, maybe get an expanded role on the penalty kill with a player like Moore. Um, you know, maybe they can figure something out there, but I think he deserves to be on this squad. He really has worked his tail off. Nobody expected him to be a part of this roster, and he is there. So that says a whole lot just right out of the gate. The other player I'm really <clears throat> impressed with right now is a player named Justin Hall. Nobody thought this guy could do what he's doing, and right now on some nights he's looking like the Leafs' best right-hand D. And again, it harkens back to what I've been saying throughout my prediction season videos and throughout the episodes of this season so far. He is doing the little things right. And I said this to Craig Button the other night when I spoke with him. You know, those little things of boxing out players, keeping it simple, making smart reads and smart decisions. Is he going to make mistakes? Yes. Is he going to give the puck away? Is he going to have problems? Yes. But are his deficient deficiencies, wow, I can't say that word tonight, guys, deficiencies, as big as a player like Cody Ceci. Does he have the big gaffes like a player like Marty Marincin? No. And it seems like when he's told to do something or told how to change something, he goes and he works on it and gets better at it and keeps going. One of those players, much like the comment from Mike Babcock, it seems like Justin Hall may even slightly fit into that mold of just continuing to work, continuing to get better, continuing to do. Another thing that we know is going to change with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and guys, this is a no-bullshit episode, but I'm going to tell you right now, and I'm going to say this before I jump into my next part about Freddie. Being a Toronto Maple Leaf fan is a choice. It's a choice that we all have made. Now, people choose to be a Toronto fan and choose to 
be pissed off and upset and fucking run down the team and cranky all the time, you know, and be constantly, constantly down. I'm going to ask you something. When you have a family member who is going through issues or you have someone who is close to you that's having problems consistently or whatever, do you either A, be by their side and cheer them through and try to, you know, champion them to be better or do you sit there and run them down all the time? I'm asking this because we choose to be Leaf fans. We choose to, tro- to cheer on the Toronto Maple Leafs and have them be a part of our sporting lives. So if you cheer on the Toronto Maple Leafs, you're cheering on the team for the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, if you don't want to do that, then just get out. There's a door, hit it, walk off. Because you can say that you're upset with the way the team's playing, but to sit there and say, oh, this is shit, oh, this is stupid, fire this, fire that, fire this, fire that. Craig Button opened my eyes a little bit to, hey, if we were behind the bench, it wouldn't be so easy. You're constantly making decisions. And yes, I'm snapping my fingers because that's how fast you have to make reads, how fast you have to put players in position, how fast you have to do each and every facet of the game. And I bet you, like he said to me, nine out of ten of us would not be able to do that job at that pace right off the street and be able to coach the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we choose to be fans of this team and we choose to accept them into our sporting lives as our hockey team. And basically, for a lot of people, it is their way of getting a release. Right now, I'm going through a tough time and talking about watching and participating in anything to do with the Toronto Maple Leafs is a beautiful thing to help myself recover and move forward. And it's something that I've done since I was young. And it will be something that I do until I get very old. But... Here's another thing that's good about the Toronto Maple Leafs and the family of the Toronto Maple Leafs with the fans, and I include everyone in that under that umbrella. That little boy who didn't have anyone show up to his birthday party, I think it is freaking awesome the way the Toronto Maple Leafs and the fans and just everyone in general got behind this little guy and let him know. And that is the power of hockey. That is the good in social media for hockey. That is the good in what fans can do for a team, for a fan in need. That right there is what we need to be doing to cheer on the Leafs. We need to be loud in the building. We need to be loud and support them just like we are supporting this young man not having anyone come to his party and showing him that the world is not this horrible place. It is awesome and everybody can be awesome in it. So that's what we need to do for our Leafs. We need to believe in some sort of process. We need to believe that this team is as good on paper as it will be on the ice. And it may take time for this squad to gel. So let's just rock and roll and get ready for that. It's a long-winded thing, I know. But listen, it needed to be said because we're only just past October. One month of the season is gone. And it feels like everybody's already headed for the life rafts. And they're abandoning the season. Guys, get back on shore and get ready to cheer because there's a lot of good times coming. And that leads me right into Freddie Anderson, who is going to be the Freddie we all know. And a lot of people say this, and I know this is cherry-picking stats, but if you take that one game against the Tampa Bay Lightning away, Freddie's numbers are really, really good. So, that one game brought everything down. But what does Freddie do after October? He turns the page, and he becomes the goaltender that we've all been accustomed to. The only problem we have is we don't have someone supporting him properly behind. So I'm hoping that either Hutchinson can get his head in the game or we find someone cheap to come in and can play. But we know what our roster is like and we know what the crunch is like, guys. So don't expect anything 
except for maybe a Wool or an Ian Scott or even a Cashmere Cash Kasuo to come up and maybe fill that backup role for what we need right now. The problem is going to be this. The problem is we are going to get our full complement back. We're going to have everyone here, but it's going to be tricky if we get an injury or a suspension or a problem. So we need to make sure we stay healthy, we stay smart, and we play the game simple and right. And I know I'm not a coach, but I'm saying it because it needs to be said. Everybody's going off the deep end, like I said. Everybody's head for the life rafts. You know, get back on shore. Enjoy what's about to happen. This season is going to rock, guys. Bear with us, okay? Even on our side, we haven't had a full compliment over here. There's been a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and we're trying to make sure this is the best season possible. We will always come with an episode, whether it's short like this, you know, a no bullshit, let's get to it, let's make it happen. Now here's my piece to the resistance. There's been a lot of weird thoughts about load management. There's been a lot of things about teams slowly playing the season or slow playing how they're doing things. We all know they have the talent. It's frustrating for fans, etc., etc. What if the Toronto Maple Leafs, and this is just tinfoil hat theory just for people to chew on. What if the Toronto Maple Leafs are just going through the motions, just knowing that they're going to be in the playoffs and they can turn it on whenever they want. And when they do turn it on, they will be world beaters, much like we've seen in the preseason. You know, that doesn't just disappear. It doesn't just go away. So I'm wondering if they're scaling it back and just having more in the tank for the playoffs. Who knows? It's a pie-in-the-sky, tinfoil hat theory. I heard it. I thought I'd bring it onto the show. Something to say. I would have debated it with Doug, but unfortunately, like I said, Doug is not with us tonight. It would be fun to think of it that way, that it's lo simply load management, and we are going to be kicking ass, come towards you know the latter parts of the season, and roll into the playoffs, fresh as a daisy, and just take everything by storm. But who knows what's going to happen, boys and girls. That is the magic of hockey. I will tell you one thing, though. If the Toronto Maple Leafs want to improve and get further into this season, they, A, need to take Cody Cece off of the penalty kill and replace him with a more sturdy player, and, B, they need to figure out what Mr. McFarland is doing with that power play and change it. It is predictable. It is slow. That drop-back pass is insane. No bullshit about it. That is not the way you want to see a power play run. I watch that drop back pass and I cringe every time because every team is ready to pounce on that puck and go on a short-handed break. You need speed and you need to be hitting that line. As Don Cherry says, you know, he's not right about a lot of things, but this team right now, maybe just getting the puck in deep and doing something that way is the simple way for them to do it. Because this drop back fancy stuff that every team in the league seems to be pulling off, it's not working for the Leafs. It's not getting them proper zone entries. They're coming to the line jumbled, bumbled, and fumbled, and it's not working at all. Especially as a fan, if you know, and you're sitting there, like I just said, and cringing, knowing that this may happen, that they may drop that pass back, and next thing you know, you've got an odd man rush on a penalty kill going the other way. They need to figure it out. Miss McFarland needs to get this done. He came from Florida where they had a great power play, but who knows? Maybe it's the personnel. Maybe it's the way it's being set up. Maybe it's because they don't have a full complement. Maybe that's the reason, but guess what? It has looked horrible. It has been horse crap the way it's been playing, 
and this team with all its offensive talent, you're telling me they cannot score power play goals. You're telling me they're going over. You're telling me they're only getting one chance maybe. And we're not even debating the fact right here. We know the Leafs are getting a little bit screwed on power play time. But let's just go with what we have. When they do get a power play, it does not look good. And everybody says, oh, well, they didn't have enough time to practice. Guess what? Your power play should be able to at least get his own entry each time. Not be bumbling at the red line, let alone stalled at your own blue line with the drop-back pass not working because everybody knows what's about to happen. That needs to change before this team takes that next step. And hopefully with guys like Tavares coming back, Muzzin's joining the team, maybe you get Dermot in there, who knows. Or maybe you let Tyson Berry run a little Ruckshaw and do something fun on the power play. Who knows, there's got to be options. We have the players, we have the talent. It's going to happen. But, but like I said, we are Leafs Nation. We are a Leafs family. We choose to cheer on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So let's enjoy cheering on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's have fun and watch these young guys grow and watch this season grow. It is going to be kick-ass and it's going to be awesome. So, we will be back next week, me and Doug, to sit down to talk about your Toronto Maple Leafs. And we will make sure it is a fun, action-packed episode. Alright guys, short, sweep, no bullshit. Go Leafs, go. Go.